Let's open my word of prayer. God, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, so good to just worship together. So good to, to commune together. To remember Jesus. To remember Jesus. God, may we never forsake. May we walk humbly with our Lord. May we pick up our cross and follow. That we live the life that Jesus has called us to. Lord, we love you. Help us to grow in that love and that knowledge. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like, uh, I feel like this sermon was, was written for me today uh, a long, long time ago. And uh, I'm going to try to get through it. Might be a little emotional today. Um, I want to share a story with you, and then uh, I'll share some scriptures with you. I uh, I went to Bible college, as many of you know, very reluctantly went to Bible college. And upon arriving, it didn't take long to realize I I didn't really fit in. Um, I didn't I didn't feel like I really fit into the whole. Christian thing anyway. And because I was stained, I was, I was whatever. Um, you know, I, I didn't feel worthy when I looked around and, and saw the people around me. I just had an image of perfection, even though they weren't, they didn't claim to be. I just, I just saw good people and I, I knew I wasn't that. And so when God said, go to Bible college, I thought he was kidding. And, uh, he wasn't. <laughs> so I went. And, you know, I've shared that. I know I, I tried to leave constantly and I kept begging God to let me let me go uh, somewhere else. But I needed it and I didn't realize I needed it. And I remember, you know, coming in my freshman year, uh, just again, just feeling very outcasted. And it was interesting. I, I really did gain some some genuine friendships that first year that are still in my life to this day. Um. And they had tremendous influence on me, you know, really helped me out. And I know now looking back that that's what God was doing. He was trying to, to get people in my life uh, to, help me, to help me mature and to grow up a little bit. Um, and so, you know, went through, went through my freshman year, still wasn't sure why I was there. I got to my sophomore year, still wasn't sure why I was there. Uh, I figured out at that point, I just loved the mountains and I loved hiking. And so I skipped class like crazy and... Uh, somehow didn't fell out and uh, made it back to my junior year. It was my junior year that things began uh, to turn around. And they turned around because of a gentleman by the name of Doc Reese. We all called him Doc. Um, David Reese is his name. And he was a professor at, uh, at Johnson. Um, and I, I'm not here to knock any professor. Uh, we had some incredible, incredible men and women at that school that were pouring into students and very, very thankful for their ministries. But uh, I, I, never, I never really connected very well 
uh, especially with professors. You know, they were ultra smart, you know, and they used words that I was like, what? You know, I just didn't understand and very studious and that just wasn't me. Um, and I'll never forget uh, Doc Reese coming up to me. Uh, there, there had just been a pretty controversial thing happen on campus. I wasn't a part of it for the first time. And, uh, but my friends were. And so I, uh, I remember like getting called in for questioning and stuff about activity that had gone on. You know, just people trying to break the rules like we all have done one time or another. And so uh, I remember after everything kind of settled down, uh, Doc came up to me and he said, hey, he said, uh, I, I had an idea. And I was like, okay. He's like, uh, I want to put together this, this group, um, group of students that kind of represent the different groups of students. And I was like, huh. And he said, well, he said, we got, you know, we got different groups of students on campus. And he said, like, we don't always agree eye to eye on things and whatever. And he said, so I had this idea about bringing us together so we could talk through the issues of what's going on on our campus. Because ultimately, we don't want to see anybody kicked out of school, do we? And I was like, well, no. And he's like, and we want to see people follow Jesus, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, I just, I just think if we got a group of students that kind of like, hey, we got some, some athletes, we got some preaching ministry people, we got some teacher ed people, just, you know, different groups. And we came together as the, as the church. And we tried to figure out, hey, you know, how do we best follow and serve Jesus in the context of our campus right now? I was like, that's a great idea, Doc. And he's like, well, I want you to come and represent all those hoodlums that just got in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, come on, you know those guys. And I said, yeah, I know those guys. And he said, they need a voice too. And I was like, okay. So I remember the first meeting and I was sitting in a room of people that I knew didn't like me in particularly well. Um, and it was awkward. And, uh, and, and I, I even heard someone whisper. <laughs> I heard it. Why is he in here? <laughs> I'm like, I go to school here too. <laughs> you know, um, I really wasn't that bad as a kid. Anyway, um, and uh, you know, I sat there and, and so Doc began this meeting and he explained his heart. And he asked the first question and he said, I want Jeff to take this one. And I'm sitting there like, at this point, I mean, I'm not a speaker person and I don't, I don't do that. And the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, stand up in a room of scholars that were around me because that's who was around me, all these really smart, studious folk and, uh, and speak. And he said, no, 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 Jeff. I was like, no, let someone else. And he's like, no, I want to hear your take on this. And that began my first, um, what I would call discipleship, mentoring, group relationship. And I eventually became very, very good friends with all the people in that room. And I share that story with you today. Doc passed away. I just got to say that quick because he passed away this last week. I found out about a month ago. Um, I, was, I was up at camp with Caden. And Billy, my, my friend Billy, said, did you, did you hear about Doc? And I said, no. And he said, man, he said, uh, they found out he had cancer. It's moving really fast. And uh, he, he's just ready to go home. 
And he said, in fact, I went and visited him and I asked him, you tell me what to pray. Do you want me to pray for a miracle? Do you want me to? He said, no. He said, no, I'm, I'm ready. I've been ready. And uh, he said, you, you pray for my girls. His, that's what he always called them in school, my girls, his wife and daughter. And uh, he said, but I'm ready to go home. And Billy said, that's, then that's what I'll pray. And he shared that with me. And so we've been praying for that. And so uh, last week, uh, I, I uh, opened up Facebook, and the first thing on my feed was a picture of Doc Reese, and it just says, gone home. And then I have spent the week reading hundreds and hundreds of posts about how Doc Reese treated everyone like he treated me. How he poured into person after person coming from different backgrounds, I mean, this guy was just, I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's, he could he could talk anybody on the table when it came to the Old Testament. Uh, he, uh, he, taught old, he taught Old Testament poetry. It was one of the toughest classes, uh, and I think anybody on campus would say that, uh, because Doc had this insane expectation of us. He's like, you can do it. I'm going to throw out the gauntlet because I know you can do it. And then at the same time, there was always this measure of grace in his voice and how he treated us. Um, not too many years back, I, I had a, a little reunion group with, with some of my closer friends. And we asked Doc to come to the cabin and just hang out with us. And he was like, yeah. And so he did. He, he came out for a couple of days and, and just invested in us, you know, and, and wanted to know how we were doing and what, was, what we were wrestling with and like all this stuff and just to help give us some wisdom and pray with us and for us and, and all these things. And I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, the outpouring of stories that I read this week, I mean, just blew me away. Tear after tear. I, like, and when I got done reading that, and there was more, I, I missed a ton, I'm sure. It just made me think, you know, I know all of us aren't going to ever be in a position to impact the, the same number of people Doc did, but we absolutely can impact people in the same way that Doc did. And it just made me think, you know, somebody made the comment like, I'm, I'm so pumped for him, for him to hear those words finally, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, we talk about all this stuff when we come to church on Sundays and we hear messages and, and we hopefully are reading scripture and praying. And then I hope, hope it's leading you to live a life well. To live life well. And not according to anything the world would share with you, but everything according to what Jesus has asked us to do, to live life well. Uh, I, they're doing a, it's, I'm, I'm very thankful they're doing a, uh, they're going to be uh, doing the online thing for, uh, for Doc's Memorial on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be able to, to see that and, and be a part of that because they won't, you know, everybody can't go. And, you know, I just, I just was pondering so much about that. We've been talking about all these spiritual disciplines and, and again, to what end it's, it's to call us to that deeper level of life, that, that deeper thing of, of following Jesus and what he wants for us. And person after person kept saying this about Doc, man, that is the greatest example of Jesus Christ I've ever seen on the planet. That is the great, I mean, I just kept seeing it over and over again in different people's posts. And 
You know, and it made me think, hey, you know, one day somebody's going to bury me and what are they going to say? What are they going to say about us? You know, and again, maybe it's not hundreds and thousands of people, but we do have people that we influence. We do have people that we impact. And are we living a life well, our life well, as Jesus describes it? So I want to read to you a couple of verses um, I was thinking about Peter and his life and uh, just, just some things popped out to me and so I want to share them with you. Uh, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 5 to start off with. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. And I was, as I was thinking through this, you know, I just thought about Peter's life. And Paul's life, and I was thinking about these guys, and you know, Paul says to people at one point, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. And he had set this example, and I really believe Doc could have said that to us. And I, and I think about Peter and just who Peter was as a person and, and just the, the journey that he took with Jesus. Um, I love his story because it's so relatable. And uh, so I wanted to share some things from, from Peter's life. And this is, uh, this is where Jesus calls Peter. And I love how he does it in this moment and the fish and just everything that's going on in this story. So it says on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So they had been fishing and, and, you know, hadn't caught anything. And they, they were sitting there and kind of the end of a frustrating moment. And, and you know, Jesus just jumps in, <laughs> jumps in his boat. And I'm sure he turned around and was like, <sighs> like, we're done, man. You know, we're done for the day. And when he had finished speaking, he said to, to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I love that story. Just, and I love it even more because I know Peter's story in Scripture and the struggles that Peter had in overcoming who he was to follow Jesus. You know, the, the, the fleshly battles that raged within him, the, the hard lessons that Peter had to learn. But one thing that I, I've always loved about him is he was willing to, to go. You know, he messed it up sometimes, but man, he was out there, right? <laughs> he was going to go. Uh, he was going to draw the sword. He was going to step out of the boat. You know, he was going to do all these things uh, out of his just zeal that he had. And, uh, you know, I, I love how Jesus shepherds him along the way. And so I just wanted to, to 
recall this moment because I want to flip over to First Peter and read something that he wrote. And, and in contrast to, to where we you know, began here with him of, of this frustrated fisherman uh, who, who just struggles and messes up. So we're going to flip over to First Peter 1. And three, I'm going to read verses 3 through 9. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What a deep, rich passage. And I just think back... (laughs) To Peter, you know, did he ever think he'd be writing things like that? When he doubted Jesus. When Jesus asked him three times if he loved him. Peter's on a journey, was on a journey. So are we, you know. But I believe he lived his life well in following Jesus. Even through the mistakes, I believe he lived his life well. Flip back on over to Luke chapter 9. This is uh, right after Peter confesses who Jesus is. Verses 23 through 27. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels? But I tell you truly, There are some standing here who will not taste death until they sing the kingdom of God. You know, I I am no different than anyone in this room. I am very aware of all the things going on. The day in and day out thought process of like, what do I need to do? How do I process this? How do I go out in public? How do I stay home? Should I do this? Should I do that? And the wrestling, the back and forth, the back and forth. And, And I'll be honest with you, there was a day this week I just... Shay and I were talking, and I was like, I just got to tell you, it's getting to me today. And she's like, what's getting to you? And, and so I, you know, I unloaded all that, and I, I said, you know, I, I just I want to follow Jesus in, in what I'm doing and what I'm saying and how I'm living. And I'm like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm a little confused about what that looks like right now. And, and then we talked about, like, hey, you know, and I, I remember... One of the last times we were in here before we broke, 
you know, I poured water all over the stage. Thank you for ever cleaning that up, by the way. I don't know if I first did that. Thank you. Um, you know, and I had to ask myself, what am I pouring in? And I'd realized, like, I had, I had kind of gotten caught up in, in some news. And, and again, I'm not, like, saying don't watch the news or, or anything like that. But I, I just definitely let the negative pour into my life this week way more than I should have. Way more than I was letting Christ pour into my life this week. And then with all the stuff happened about Doc and I was reading through all that and I was just like, oh man, wow. Like, again, what a testimony. And I had to ask myself, have I been picking up my cross? And I don't think the answer this week was yes. So I had to repent of that. You know, and, and I, I hear that. I hear that a lot. Um, people talking about, man, we need a revival. We need a revival. And I don't, I don't think revival comes without repentance. You know, there, there's a reason we need revive because we fell asleep. There's a reason we need spiritual awakenings because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And, and so that comes on the, the tail end, I believe, of repentance. And, and that we need to keep ourselves in check with that. Hey, you know, there are times where we just have to stop and repent. And, and say, you know what, God, I've not been doing it right. And I need to make sure I'm filling myself up with the things that you want me to fill myself up with. So I know how to navigate these waters, man. This is a, a challenging time for anyone. Because I want to hear that phrase too, Matthew 25, 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that's what we all want to hear one day. We all want to hear that, you know. Not, hey, I, I loved your new car that you, you know, like just all the things we got to get caught up in, wrapped up in. Like, God's not worried about any of that, you know. He's worried that, he's not worried, but he's, he's, he wants us to live a life and live life well. And so, um, in Ephesians 4.1, I want to read this one. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 1. It's uh, the, the passage of Scripture talking about the unity of the body of Christ. And it says that I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And it just keeps going on and on. Some good stuff. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And it talks about there being one body and one spirit. One baptism, one, one God. And we're called to be one. And we're supposed to live a life and, and walk in a worthy manner of Jesus. And that is not easy to do. And, and we need daily, connect, you know, I was trying to memorize the, the verse this week of being uh, connected to the vine. I've been working on that one. And, you know, we have to stay attached to the vine to get the things that we need so we can live a life worthy, so we can walk in a worthy way. And just the next chapter over, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says, therefore, um, yeah, Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, I just... I just hope that in this season of, of uh, what the world is throwing around, fear and chaos and, and uh, panic sometimes. I mean, I've, I've seen it with my own two eyes um, 
what fear can cause people to do. Um, and I hope, I hope you are leaning ever more into the loving arms of Jesus Christ. And I hope you're confessing those things. I hope you're not hiding them because we know what hiding does. Satan's winning when we hide. Like dealing with the things that are inside of us and getting them out and talking them over and praying over them and so that we can live a life worthy of the calling that we've been given and we can walk in love. Because I, I see everyone's version of what it means to walk in love you know, they write it all over Facebook and everybody disagrees with their version of love. No, that's not the right version of love. This is what it means to love someone. No, 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 that's not, this is what it means. And it just never ends, you guys. All I know to do is surrender. Surrender to Jesus. Pray and let him lead. As he brings people in and out of my life and letting the Holy Spirit just convict me where I need to be convicted about things I need to be doing and changing and, and it's just walking in that and letting that be enough. You're never going to make the mob happy by anything you do, ever. Someone's always going to be against you. I was, I was thinking about Rome a lot uh, this week too. I was doing a little reading and just, you know, they, they talk about that a lot, the mob that was in Rome and how, you know, Manipulating the mob is how you gain power in, in Rome uh, back in the day. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it than, than I ever dug into. But, um, you know, I, 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 man, there's just such this move of, of division. And it's been going on for quite some time. I don't think it's, it's new by any means. And the people of God, man, we have to love each other. You have to find that way to love one another despite differences. Sometimes it takes you being really, really humble and patient. And I just read that. It's in here. Not getting your way. In fact, the more I read about the Bible, the less I'm supposed to get my way. I'm supposed to die to myself, right? And Paul says, become all things so that I might save some so that the, the message of the gospel is way more important than my opinion. These are troubling times. These are difficult times. I don't think anybody's going through this unscathed. But we have a Savior and we have a God and we have a Spirit that this is not new. And if you'll trust and lean in and surrender, you will be shown the way. You will be given the words. You will be taken care of. Trust and obey. I love those words. Trust and obey. I'm going to close it there today. Um, and I, I, I just, as I, again, just think back on, on Doc Reese and his life and the impact that he's made, you know, I just hope that we all are walking in a manner um, that, that when we are no longer here, that our life pointed people to Jesus Christ. And I hope that's what people are saying about us. Or our church. Is that what they'd say about us? And if not, what needs to change? What, need, what do we need to grow in? Um, and just that we walk in love with one another. Let's pray.
Father, I, wanna, I just want to thank you for all the brothers and sisters in my life. God, all of us have been impacted by somebody along the way. And I, I'm, I'm thankful, Lord, that you put those people in our life to kind of stand out and, and show us show us Jesus in, in, in a person that's standing right there with us. God, and I pray that we turn around and leave that legacy as well. That we are showing Christ. That is not an easy thing. I mean, he even tells us we're going to be persecuted for that. God, help us to, to stand boldly, but not stubbornly. God, help us to, to speak truth, but saturated in love. God, help us to be a beacon of peace and unity in a time of unrest and division. Help us to love each other radically. God, that anybody who, who sees us sees Jesus. That we see something different. And they would be drawn to that. God, help us take each and every step that we take. When we mess up, God, help pick us up and call us back to yourself so that we can daily walk in the Spirit. Help us to grow up into the fullness of Christ and be the body of Christ regardless of the circumstances that are going on in the world. We are your people and you are our God. May we follow you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen.